Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown Show, live from Walk-Ons, Sports Bistro in Conway on 106.7 Buzz 2. Bears looking to double pass here. Kylan James with time, has an opportunity downfield, caught. Gerard Barnes is off to the races. 20, 10, 5. The Bears are the best in America at the running back pass for touchdowns. Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acri will recap previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football. Returnable from the 17. Richmond across the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's got one man to beat. He's down the sideline. He's into the end zone for the second time this year. The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road. And also brought to you in part by HD Roofing and Construction, Highland Dairy, La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway, Moik's RV, and Fairfield Inn and Suites. They're going to bring some pressure, it looks like. They're going to hand it off the Bears, do off the right side. And there he goes. Hale of midfield, 40, 35, 30, slips a tackle, 25, 20, 10, 5, pylon, and yes, touchdown, Central Arkansas, Darius Hale. Now let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acree. Single receivers left and right. McIlvain in the pistol, motions, Butler gets it. Play action, out to Butler, caught at the five, fighting through a tackle, is the end of the end zone, yes! Touchdown, Miles Butler! He did it again for the Bears! He did it last week and he did it again! Oh my goodness, he fought through the initial tackle and into the end zone he goes! What a gutsy call by the Bears, and they take the lead! All right, there you go. That was the deciding score in the Bears' last game. We are coming off a bye. We welcome you in once again to walk-ons here in Conway. Justin Acri and the coach. Nathan Brown has been spending the majority of his day talking at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Coach, good to see you again, second time today, and uh, great job today. It was a great opportunity to showcase the program and obviously riding high off another comeback victory by your Bears, and you guys get to return to the stripes again this week. So everything coming up roses on the – stripes so far yeah excited about the weekend uh you know we've had a had a bye week so a little chance to uh, recharge for for our team and and coaches and uh you know the physical side of it is obviously a grind but also the mental and emotional side as well you know just uh you know the tax of taxing part of the season and all those things and then obviously getting the fortunate opportunity to get invite by by david basil today for the little rock touchdown club and uh just a great opportunity to to represent uca and our football program and and really the, the coaching profession and, and uh, you know, just, just a, a great event and, and club held every Monday and, uh, you know, a good time always uh, to, to spend there and uh, there, there with uh, that group. Well, you get bearbackers every week, and so you get an opportunity to talk to sort of your close-to-home fans. This kind of expands your footprint a little bit. Yeah. What do you like about going down there? Well, I mean, it's a chance to see some unfamiliar faces and, yeah. and a chance to, uh, you know, really talk to – you know, uh, fans of all, right? I mean, yeah. you, you see Razorback fans there. You see Red Wolf fans. You see Division Two college fans. 
uh, obviously Rex and what he does for it is his promotion for college athletics and just the sport of football in the state is unmatched in my opinion. I mean, just talk about uh, the job he does, but it's just a, it's a great opportunity to really shed light on on the University of Central Arkansas football program, an opportunity to shed light on our, our student athletes and what they're about, um, and really an opportunity to promote the season we're having. You know, we're having a successful season, obviously not done yet, but um, but what a what a cool opportunity to uh, to be invited on a year-in, year-out basis by, by Bass. Absolutely. Well, it's fun today, and, and some numbers came out of their coach, and, you know, you talk about uh, a tradition of success, a culture that's been built, you know, even, even predating you, and you, you guys have obviously continued that tradition. And then also – we were talking today, you're 37 years old, which seems amazing to me. I guess I've just been covering you too long uh, since you were in high school. But you have been involved in a lot of games here. And it, the reference was in relation to, to Mike Gundy, yeah. who's the most or second most tenured coach yeah. in, in the FBS right now behind Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, it's it was a stat popped up. Obviously, I watched a lot of football this weekend, so yeah. I saw a lot of stats and different things that were going on. And, and it said it was his 400th game. Uh, to, to be a part of an Oklahoma State football game in his career. That's, you know, as a, as a student athlete at Oklahoma State, obviously, as a quarterback, former quarterback, as an assistant coach and a head coach. So it got me thinking, you know, how many have I been involved with? You know, I've been basically a part of UCA football since 2004, and my number was 218. That's crazy. <laughs> so uh, I've been a part of 218 games at UCA as a coach, as a player, as an assistant coach, and, and obviously – like I said today in the, at the club, I mean, just, you know, a lot of great times, a lot of tough times, a lot of emotional uh, taxing times. But, yeah. but, man, it's it's all been really well worth it. We're going to talk about highs and lows in the two-minute drill. So there's your heads up, Coach. Oh, so great. start thinking about your highest highs and your lowest lows. So actually that tied in perfectly to what we're going to do tonight. Now 5-2 and two after another comeback win. You just heard the Miles Butler touchdown that put you guys up after leading for the majority of the game, fell behind late in the fourth quarter, came back and found a way after a 70-yard drive to get down there and get that score to Butler. 11 plays executed perfectly, and it was a very gutsy call. We'll talk about the call in a second here. And again, and we're going to play that clip coming out of the next break, the defense makes it stand up. We're going to talk to Austin Eldridge tonight, who is a senior, senior, senior tight end, and also Logan Jessup, who seems like has been around forever. we got one with a serious girlfriend and one with a wife. So you're getting into the old heads now, Coach. I mean, we're really bringing in the old bones. Austin and I actually went to high school together, so, I mean, he has been around a long time. <laughs> So, anyway, I'm looking forward to that oh, tonight. Great. But let's go back to the Butler touchdown play. And a lot of coaches, a lot of offensive staffs would not want to throw the ball short of the end zone on a fourth and must have it kind of play. You guys decided to give it to Miles. And really, the defensive back played it okay. You yep. got him to, to cheat just enough yep. to give Miles a, enough of an angle to get into the end zone. It was a great play call by Coach Collins. And we had discussed because we took a timeout. I wanted to hold my timeout, but. You know, we made the decision that, hey, this is the game. You know, let's let's not hold this time out in case we miss it. Let's go get it, right? Let's not be reactive. Let's be proactive. So I took the time out, wanted to get us in the right play. Coach Collins had a couple suggestions. We, we settled on that play, which we had actually scored on against North Dakota State earlier in the year. Uh, we knew they were going to be in some type of man coverage. We brought a motion, uh, and, and basically Gerard Barnes's job was, hey, I'm going to go crack or shield uh, the motion guy's man that, that was following him. And Gerard did a great job. And what happened was that his guy that was on him, man, blinked enough inside to give Miles an angle to make the guy miss. And obviously Miles is really good with the football in his hand. He's proven that 
uh, last two years, but specifically this year, having a breakout year. Um, and really, it was just a relentless effort in a big moment to get in the end zone. And so, uh, very proud of the play call, very proud of the execution of the play. Um, you know, there's some a lot of moving parts when you bring a guy in motion, and I know it seems like an easy throw to throw it to the flat like that, but it's not. It's no. not. Will did a great job finding mm-hmm. a throwing lane, uh, and obviously Gerard springing him open with the, with the block was huge, and uh, that put us up for the final time that night, and it was a big big moment in the game. They had a couple of FBS transfers at quarterback, and you knock the first guy out. Second guy comes in, plays pretty well. Yep. I mean, and it was a slug, you know, really a slugfest all night as far as not either team really explosive offensively. They made a couple of big plays late. But uh, it's always a challenge. It seems like we've seen this from your team for years. I don't know how many times you guys have knocked out starters over the years. And, again, it's not dirty play. It's just the the way things go. And sometimes that can be more of a curse than a blessing. It really is. And and it's funny you say that because over the years you get get to a backup quarterback or maybe you prep for a starter – and, and the backup's a little bit different, or he does some things a little bit better than maybe the other one does, or maybe some stuff that you worked on that the other guy did that uh, this guy has deficiencies in. So um, I thought very these guys, are, fortunately, are very similar. Um, a lot of the things they did, both big, physical, strong kids. Um, I think this kid was a what, what you may have mentioned him a transfer from Baylor or somewhere. Yeah. Um, but 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 man, he was good. He was a good player. He was prepped. He's a fifth year senior. He had been in that system for a couple of years. Um, and I thought he came in and did a great job. I thought I thought they had a good plan getting the ball out of their quarterback's hands fast. They weren't letting our pass rush get to him. I let Logan talk about that. I'm sure frustrating on their end as far as defensive linemen go but that's what we're going to see our pass rush is really good with logan and d walk on the edge um they were throwing a lot of rpo stuff stuff getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands very fast um but i thought we responded and reacted well we got our feet under us as a defense and really held them held them to uh you know right around 300 yards of offense which is really impressive yeah two of 11 on third down too so defensively doing some good things uh we got special teams talk to get to the last three wins have been by two points five points and three points and yet Nary a gray hair on Coach Brown's head. I, I cannot believe it. But, again, still relatively young fellow. You've been doing this a long time for a guy who hadn't hit 40 yet. Pretty amazing. Uh, defense, we'll, we'll play the highlight coming out. Uh, the defense made it stand up again. So we'll start with Logan Jessup, who is a senior defensive end for your team and one of the more prolific uh, negative playmakers in school history. So we'll visit with him on the other side. The Nathan Brown Show continues from walk-ons here in Conway when we come back. Stay with us. If you have a question or comment for the head bear, send Justin a message on Twitter at JustinAkery7. Now, back to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, 955 South Amity Road, on the Buzz Radio Network. Weeks will throw over the middle, incomplete, threw it behind his receiver, Reichel, incomplete, and the Bears are going to win the game. The Bears are going to hold on. Oh, drama. Every Saturday, it seems like, with the UCA Bears, but they're finding a way the last few weeks. We just mentioned the last three victories total by 10 points, Coach. So it has been uh, entertaining. You're getting people to stick around to the end, although the, the game, I guess, a couple of weeks ago was uh, looked like it was so out of reach. You lost a few along the way, but those who stuck around certainly were treated to a good one. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. They'll, they'll learn their lesson, right? They will. Hey, we put out highlights, you know. We're about, we're about to talk to Logan Jessup, who is a senior defensive end and has had a prolific career at Central Arkansas. And before we do, Coach, I want to just talk about, again, I know you have a ton of confidence in this defense, and you guys have turned it over to them 
to make one last stop here the last few weeks, and they've been able to find a way. I just think there's something special about a defense winning the game on the field. Um, you know, just, just whether that's a, you know, a two-minute situation or stopping a two-point play or uh, getting a big sack to, to, to hand the ball over the offense to take, take the victory formation. Uh, there's something psychological about that that's really special. Our defense has done a great job of that to this point this year. And, look, I'd love to be in a situation where we don't have to do that. It would be nice to, you know, these last four weeks, or sp- specifically this week, we can't get to week uh, to the last four until you get this one. Uh, but I, I would love to not be in that situation. But if we are, we got, we have total confidence in Logan Jessup and our defense. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Logan, obviously we've been talking to you on this show for a long time, a senior from Wynn. And, uh, you know, I'm looking through the career numbers, 37 tackles for loss, 21 and a half sacks. You've had an incredible career. And, and I wanted to kind of point out something that was interesting. You know, the first couple of weeks you really didn't scratch out a stat, and yet you were getting nothing but praise from your coaches for your play. What was going on the first couple of weeks against, you know, some pretty good opponents there where the numbers weren't coming, but you were obviously doing – Doing a good doing a good job of giving opportunities to other guys. Right. So I mean, you just it goes back to doing your job, right? So um, I thought we played um, okay against Oklahoma State. You know, as, as a defense, we played better than, um, than what my stats would have shown. But uh, again, it's just do your job. Don't be selfish, right? And uh, we're going to be testing that this week more than any. You know, you guys have been pretty good in just about every facet so far. I was looking through the numbers and. You know, defensively, there's plenty to praise. And uh, as Coach mentioned, when you guys needed plays, you made them. 20th in the country in run defense, 108 yards a game. 17th in pass efficiency defense. So really good in both facets. What do you feel like the strength of the defense is right now? The first time I met Coach Stacks, he said they can pass for 1,000 yards if they ain't going to run the football. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they can't pass for 1,000 yards either from what I've been able to tell. So it's all been good. So, yeah, I would say our run defense. Yeah. and that's probably what we pride ourselves on, you know, doing that. So, stopping the run. You guys have faced some pretty big dudes. I mean, I think last week's offensive line was just absolutely massive. How much difference does that make week to week if a guy's, you know, their average line's 325 or their average line's like 305? Right. It makes a little difference. You know, you get the, the leaky yardage, you know, when they start moving you a little more, a little heavier. But, um, you know, Coach Davis, Coach Walker, Ashburn, they do a great job. Just teaching technique and um, – Size doesn't necessarily indicate skill, and and, uh, and technique can definitely beat size. So you go into the fourth quarter, 17-7, and you guys have to end up coming back to hold on. They they got a couple of plays that leaked out, uh, a couple of long drives, actually, 80-yard drives. What what was going on in the fourth quarter where they were able to sustain the drives they weren't able to sustain earlier? Well, on the on the long drive, you know, they drove down the field and would love to hold them to a field goal, but they ended up punching it in, and and then the second score. Uh, just got to get him down. Yeah. You know, it's a two-play drive. Uh, got to get him down and uh, keep playing, you know, keep playing and uh, give ourselves a chance to, to get a stop. Let's go back a couple of weeks. I got to ask you, 30-6, to six, going on the fourth quarter, what are you thinking? Keep fighting. <laughs> what else can you do, right? Yeah. At what point did you think, you know what, we're going to mess around and win this thing? I think everybody said the Christian Richmond, the, yeah. long, the long touchdown. Yeah. yeah. That was a big one. What were you thinking when you went back out there uh, after they had you guys had scored, taken the lead, and you go back out there for one more stop? What was what were some thoughts there? I mean, because you know it would have been obviously a shame to have them uh, find a way to score after you guys do all that work to come back. Well, it was just interesting in that whole fourth quarter. You know, Simo's blown a couple leads this year. That that wasn't the first time that happened. Yeah, and uh, you could just feel the dynamic shift from how confident they were, and it just kind of felt like you know it kind of came back to us, and, and they were much more. Um, quiet 
you know, as, as kind of that game went on. But we went out with, with 19 seconds left after after the go-ahead score, and and um, you know, so, so we knew we were in a good spot. They didn't have any timeouts, so uh, and we had we still had one at that yep. time. So um, TD made a big play, got an incompletion. Yeah, I think they hit us for you know, a little 10 yard out that you know, we, we'll give up in that situation. And yeah. luckily, T Bird made a great play on the on the last game, or the last play to, to end the game. And uh, so it was big time. Give me, give me your thoughts on the impact of the movement for the guys this year. So Golday's role has changed a little bit, and, and D-Walk's changed a little bit too. And obviously he is getting an opportunity to play a, a position that he projects to the NFL at. What, how, what kind of impact do you feel like their moves have had on the defense so far? I think it's been good. You know, we, you know, we switched a lot of things. And I, I think Stack's his defense is a little different than what we've played in the past. And, uh, you know, and we're seeing that. But, uh, I think we've had success with it. I think we've adjusted really well. Defensive coordinator and fashion designer, Greg Stewart, the Never Be Soft sweatshirt that has become all the rage. What uh, what does that mean to you? When you think Never Be Soft, what what does that equate to on the field? I mean, I think that's just his lifestyle. And like I said, you know, he said we can give up 1,000 yards. We're not going to let anybody run the football. And, and that's kind of the mantra, you know, don't let nobody take your manhood and, you know, take it to them. And, uh, you know, playing hard and physicality is always going to win. And, you know, so we can scheme up whatever we have. But at the end of the day, the 11 guys in the field got to make plays. That's right. And, you know, play hard. Talk, um, go ahead. So, I mean, I, I just think that kind of sums up the never be soft uh, fashion trend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Logan Jessamy, we're just tuning in, defensive end from here in the state of Arkansas. We coach, we talked a little bit about the in-state talent. I just mentioned David Walker and, I mean, Tamari and Wilson. Yeah. list goes on and on of guys in-state who are making plays for your team right now. And, Obviously, if they're wearing purple and gray, we don't care where they come from. But uh, it is cool to see a lot of the guys from in-state that are a big part of your team right now. My first, when I got the job, my first uh, in-home visit, the day I got, day after I got the job was in Wynn, Arkansas, to go get this guy. Okay. And so uh, he'll he'll forever be special to me because of that, because I knew he was, you got to win with the trenches. And we have one right down the road and win that we wanted to go get and obviously he's been a staple to my head coaching career and and man it's going to be it's going to be a sad day to see that dude walk across the field on senior day for me yeah so we're seven games in now logan and before the season there was a lot of talk about some pretty lofty goals for a team coming off a losing record and clearly you guys have put yourself in position with some miraculous performances to get everything you want you know maybe a conference title Obviously, a playoff run potentially, and, and again, we've seen you guys stack up against teams like Oklahoma State, North Dakota State, and play here, play there. Maybe an outcome's a little bit different. So, obviously, you compete at the highest level. What, what do you feel like this team's capable? Of? What's the what's the limit for this team? What's the ceiling? We've got a high ceiling, but right now, for me, it's it's Tuesday practice against Alton State, and, and no more than that. Uh, I, I think in our team meeting last night, we had a great emphasis on you know you you could set you've set yourself up thus far to. To do big things and and, and have uh, have everything that we talked about before the season right in front of us, um, but most importantly, it's this week. Want to know this week, and, and I think that's where where our heads are at and, and what we're aiming for. Well, every game, I guess, becomes a little more pressure because you guys have more on the line and you put yourselves in position to have pressure. Do you like that? I mean, do you like being in that position where there's, you know, again, every game comes becomes a little more stressful because again, everything you guys do right will pay off potentially in the postseason, whether it's a seeding standpoint, being at home versus going on the road, or, again, trying to win a conference title and get the automatic bid so you don't have to worry about, you know, what the committee decides to do. Right. Uh, you know, we say it all the time, pressure's a privilege. And uh, so, you know, just keep keep building and, uh, you know, win after win. And 
And I think some of that pressure can be alleviated with, you know, just good good weeks of practice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you practice it well, and, and you know, we, we know that we're going to practice hard, we know that we're going to be coached to do the right thing. And if you practice it well, you just, all you have to do is come out and perform on Saturdays and, you know, do everything that you practice. Has being married changed as a player at all? It's made life easier. Oh, how's that? Good nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> End, endless support system. Okay. I like that. Oh, that's good. So she's a better cook than you are, you're telling me. Much, much better. Okay. That's good. When did you guys get married? June of last year. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, listen, good luck this week. Homecoming? I mean, last go-round on a homecoming. How are you feeling about that? Feeling good. Yeah? Yeah. Does homecoming mean, I mean, do you pay any attention to what's going on with the all the periphery with all that, or are you just focused on the game? Well, in, in years past, I've been more involved. Uh, you know, we got a, an ex-homecoming queen sitting over there. So, there you go. So, so, I mean, you know, I've been more involved uh, in years past, but now it's uh, it's good. And, you know, you want everybody to be involved and, and have everybody come back, and, and, and that, that's a big thing for our university. But um, the icing on the cake is the football game. Yeah. You, get, you know, winning that game. So, um, so yeah. That's what we're all here for. Yeah. So the quarterbacks get all the all the attention for being able to recruit well when it comes to the ladies, but apparently defensive linemen are doing okay Logan too. Did, Logan did okay for himself. Yeah, no doubt. Well, listen, good luck this week, man. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Awesome. All, right. all right, that's Logan Jess. We'll get Austin Eldridge on the other side. And, uh, yeah, good job. Um, about to hit a break here. We'll come back. We'll talk to Austin about uh, some of the things that went on in the offense. And, again, it's, you know, sometimes it's one of by land, two of by air sometimes. You just sure. never know what you're going to get with this offense, which is great for it to be versatile. And uh, we got a special occasion tonight. We're going to talk about it later, too, Coach. i got a, got a little shadow over here. Yeah, that freaked man. me out. I was in trouble there. Anyway, we'll give all that. We are uh, continuing with the Nathan Brown Show here at Walk-Ons and Conway on Buzz 2 1067. We're also streaming live on Twitter and the UCA Athletics YouTube page. You can also check out my YouTube page if you want to watch live here at Walk-Ons. It's the best way to see the, the food. I'm telling you, this black and chicken sandwich, whew, forget about it. You're listening to The Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. It's been a weird day. It's it's SFA day, though. That's what it is. It is. Hand off Powell. Nothing weird about that. Right to the end zone. 27 for 6. Give it to him. McElvain kept at that time. Powell got laid out. McElvain into the end zone. Caught for a touchdown. Christian Richmond on the end line. What a great fake. Shadaren Powell got pounded into the turf on the play action. An excellent fake by McElvain. And he finds Richmond at the back of the end zone for the score. All right. Selling the heck out of the play action there, Coach. That was impressive. And I, I mean, everybody was focused on Shadaren, who took one for the team there. But Christian got the benefit of the score. And Great job by Willick, standing the play, rolling right, and kind of throwing off his, you know, his back foot there and flipping it to Christian. It was all on on the end line there. It's always a shame to get 
pounded whenever you're faking. Right? Uh, no, but on that particular play, that was actually Will's third option on that play. Wow. Um, and so he, you know, he was rolling right, and we, you know, we wanted to get a quick throw to the to the flat, and then he had another shot uh, in the second level, and then Christian actually came across the field. And we teach those guys in the red zone to run the end line. And, and uh, Will did a great job getting to him and, uh, you know, made a good throw. And I thought Christian did a great job keeping his feet in bounds because it was very close. No doubt. Well, Shaderick, you know, it's crazy. We were talking in post game the other day. It seemed like everything was a, was a slog. I mean, everything was difficult. And all of a sudden you look up and he's got 95 yards. Six yards of carry? Yeah, Darius has almost or right at seven yards of yep. carry. And he uh, it was good to see him back in the mix. And we talked a couple weeks ago and I said, How's he doing? And you said he's fine. And the thing about it is when you don't get many opportunities after you've rushed for 1,000 yards the first two years, you're a freshman All-American. Most guys couldn't handle that. That shows you the selflessness of that room. I've been so pleased, and, and, and that's not to say that you haven't – it, 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 just like any person, you're going to have moments. You're going to have – and it's not just Darius. It's 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 all student athletes. You're going to have moments of, of wanting the ball, especially guys that are competitors and – but I've been so pleased with the way Darius has handled this year, and, and that's that's a testament to him. And I promise you, in these next four games, that dude's going to come up big for us, and he may be the guy for the next four games. You, you just never know what whose number is going to be called, and uh, it's a selfless mentality. And if we have that, then there's a chance that we can go be a champion. And and uh, I think that's what our guys are finally buying into is is uh, it doesn't matter what number's called, let's go let's go be ready when my number is called. Well, there is nobody more selfless than no question. Austin Eldridge, who is a uh, an outstanding tight end, a super senior here for Central Arkansas, jokingly said earlier that uh, we went to high school together, which is not true. He graduated two years behind me. The point is, you <laughs> have been a very selfless guy, and a lot of guys wouldn't have come back this year. You know, we were talking about your numbers last year when you were on the show. This year, you're one away from your career high for a single season. So let's hope we can get you a couple more catches before the end of the year. But Anyway, welcome, and uh, it's good to see you again. I'm glad you came back. Good to see you. Glad to be here. So far, you you glad you came back as well? Oh, love it. So so glad I made the decision to come back, and it's been everything I expected, and, uh, you know, so glad I did. You were on the fence a little bit? Yeah, I mean, a little bit, um, you know, just wear and tear of my body and stuff like that, and just, you know, wanted to make a conscious decision, but, you know, prayed about it, talked with my parents, talked with my girlfriend, talked with everybody that, you know, meant a lot of my life, and uh, you know, it made sense, come back, and, man, I'm, I'm so glad I did. Outside of football, what are the advantages of, of playing another year for you? Uh, just really, I mean, kind of my sixth year, I was like, you know, if I if I go out and get in the real world right now, everything's going to, you know, speed up, speed up, speed up, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be, a, you know, an adult, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, man, sixth year, got three classes left i can kind of relax and you know kind of figure everything out and, mm-hmm. and so it, it's just been great I, mean, I think that was my advice to him too yeah. was like why grow up i mean you got a chance and he's already a grown-up don't yeah. get me wrong but you, you know you got a chance this is this is a you know opportunity of a lifetime man right it, it right. just really is well I, I don't talk to a lot of younger people i don't certainly don't give advice i certainly shouldn't give it to anybody <laughs> but i will tell you this my my common theme i always tell people is College is the place you spend four years trying to get out of and the rest of your life trying to get back into. It's never as good as it is in college. So I I hope you're enjoying it. Sounds like you are. That's good. Uh, The offense this year, obviously, the expectations were high. You know, coming off last year, Will with his second year, Shanderick Powell, you know, an All-American added to the mix. I mean, what were your thoughts, and and how do you think it's played out so far? Oh, man, it's it's played out great. Um, You know, when when he came in, I was really excited because just the element uh, that he adds to to the offense. Um, and, I, and I knew, I was like, you know, we got three running backs and three running backs of that caliber. I was like, that means I'm going to be blocking more. And that could, that meant, that didn't make me, you know, 
you know, it made me extremely happy. Yeah. So I was like, you know, uh, anytime we can get in there and, and have those guys running the ball and have me lead blocking, I, I love our chances. So. Yeah, obviously you guys are showing the versatility, and you won games with the ground game. You won games with the, you know, the air attack with Will McIlvain throwing you throwing all over the yard and the comeback the other day. 220 on the ground, 235 through the air. I mean, you got to be happy with the balance, right? I mean, I'm sure that's something you guys talk about is trying to achieve that. And balance doesn't always mean 50-50, right? But you're definitely making defenses prepare for a lot of things. Yeah, uh, I think Coach Collins and, and Coach Brown have done a really good job on, you know, getting in there on Mondays and Tuesdays and, and throughout the week, you know, coming up with a great game plan and, um, you know, when, when the run game's there early in the game or later in the game, we're hitting it and we're hitting it hard. And then, you know, we get to get into the passing game and let Will open up because Will's a, a really great player. And then you got guys like Miles and Gerard and Christian. I mean, the talent's endless. Um, but, you know, we still got to do our job each and every play and each and every week. I will stop asking players a couple weeks from now about the comeback and the thoughts that went into that. But uh, since you've seen a lot of football in your day, let me ask you what your thoughts were and, and what it was like being a part of the comeback. I mean, just being in the middle of that. It was uh, it was awesome. Uh, you know, I was a part of 2019, and we had quite a bit of comebacks that season, but uh, there was nothing like that one. I mean, uh, and, and what was pretty cool about it was they just scored a touchdown. We, we had gotten on KOR, and me and Coach Scott looked at each other, and I was like, look, hey, we I think if we go boundary return to our sideline, then I think we're going to hit it. And he was like, yeah, I agree. And so that's what we ran. And we ended up, Christian ended up uh, doing a great job taking it down to, the, I think, their 30-yard line or whatever. And it seemed like right then the whole thing changed. And so that was really cool to see. Yeah, momentum's weird. I mean, it's amazing how yeah. quickly it can switch. Yeah, I mean, as soon as that happened, it just felt like, you know, it, we were going to take over. And that's what happened. Yeah, it was almost like a faucet that was just barely cracked on. And then all of a sudden it was wide open. And you could just feel it. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind by the end. On that last drive, there was no chance you guys weren't going to score. No, Did you have any doubt? Zero doubt. Yeah. I mean, I knew, you know, KP was in there and Will was in there, and I was like, you know, those guys are going to dice them up, and, and, and that's what they did. We're talking to Austin Eldridge on the Nathan Brown Show here at Walk-Ons tonight. What's special about this team? You've had talented teams before. I mean, heck, last year's team was incredibly talented. You know, the year before, you know, with Braylon. I mean, you've had some great teams over the years. What's different about this team? Uh, I think this team's really bought in. Uh, I think I think everybody on this team uh, knows what we can be, um, and and they and they want it. You know, they they they've a lot of them experienced the the five and six season, and, and they know what it feels like, and they know that that's not UCA football standard, and so they're like, you know, we we got to change something, and and so guys just buying in every day during the summer, waking up 8 a.m., then coming back at 1, 1 o'clock, and then later in the night catching passes at 6 o'clock. I mean, just guys committed to the program and, and what we're trying to do. What would you do during the off week? Oh, man, I went uh, I went on to Logan's hometown, went to Arkansas, and we got some duck blinds ready and, and deer hunted a little bit. Okay. We get anything? Uh, no, uh, didn't see anything. I think the October lull is, is, is kicking hard right yeah. now. But. Yeah. So you think people should come to the game this Saturday instead of going to the woods? Oh, for sure. For <laughs> so sure. too. It's not worth it right now. Well, it's homecoming. I mean, Good I point. expect a big crowd. Uh, the weather's going to be great again. Got another like 80 degree Saturday. Are you kidding me? It's, At the end of October, it's, it's awesome. wild. It'll be awesome. So yeah, I mean, and then we're like, oh, it's too warm. The next thing you know, it'll be like a high of 52, and we'll be like, man, it's so cold. Can't take it. <laughs> anyway, well, listen. Good luck this week, and uh, kudos to you for coming back. That's so awesome. I hope. The run continues. You guys have a really special season, man. It's off to a great start. Appreciate y'all having me. You bet. It's Austin Eldridge. Great stuff. All right, we'll be back in a second. It's 735. The Nathan Brown Show from Walk-Ons at Conway continues after this on Buzz 2 1067.
Go purple, go gray, go UCA. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on the Buzz Radio Network, coming to you live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway. A great place to take the family or catch the game. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin. Third and six from the 31-yard line. Man goes in motion. Weeks outside, caught and killed. Oh my goodness, what a hit! <laughs> oh my goodness, by was that Jordan or Wilson? T Bird. Yeah, T Bird. Tamari oh, Wilson yeah. coming up and absolutely whacking the running back, Wembley, who got crushed. Oh my goodness, that was a violent collision. Perfect timing by Tamari and Wilson. The bird. He flaps the arms there. <laughs> oh. All right, welcome back to Walk Ons. Sometimes, coach. You can't help but be the guy on the couch, and you're like, oh, my God, that guy got killed. It was a violent collision, but we've seen a few of those from T-Bird over the years. Just so we know, the guy lives. Yes, he, he was fine. He was fine. He was just a great football player. It was it was a, play. But it was a big hit, and it really freaked me out. I was not expecting that. He was, like, shot out of a can. We've seen a few of those this year. Your safeties are whacking dudes. They are. I'll tell you, obviously, T-Bird gets a lot of the headlines, but, man, Cameron Godfrey may be pound for pound. Packs as much punch as anybody on our team. And then Trey Green the other night, I don't know, it, it's kind of gets lost in the mix. They ran a little toss play, a little pin pull to- toss play, and that dude looked like a rocket going in there making a tackle. I mean, those three those three safeties are playing at a high level right now. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, NFL. We talked about this on the show today, Coach. You were in for the touchdown club. We got a chance to talk about visits. And I love seeing, you know, if you follow the social media for Central Arkansas Athletics, they are tweeting out, hey, Dallas Cowboys, thanks yeah. for coming by. Hey, New York Jets, it was good to see you guys today. Yeah. Uh, you guys are getting a lot of interest from the NFL because you've got multiple players that obviously have a chance to certainly get uh, end up on rosters, yeah. but, you know, obviously a couple guys that are maybe going to get drafted. Yeah, it, it, you know, and that's, that's a testament to past players that have had success as well. I think when you develop a re- reputation within your program with guys like George Odom, who's playing tonight on Monday Night Football with the 49ers, you know, Tremont Smith, who's with the Broncos. Um, Robert Rochelle's with the Seahawks now. Uh, you know, they come see you. And and so we've got guys like D-Walk. We've got guys like T-Bird. Um, you know, uh, uh, Andrew Hayes is getting some getting some uh, some looks. You look at Gerard Barnes as a return guy. I mean, there's some guys that are garnering a lot of interest. And, and I believe we've got a set of seniors and juniors uh, in our program. Probably three or four, maybe five of those guys could have legitimate opportunities over the next couple of years. Uh, to get paid to play football, and that's a big deal. And so it doesn't go unnoticed by the NFL. They're going to find you. I mean, look, you can they, – they're going to turn every stone they can because that's their livelihood. They're going to – people think, well, you got to be in the SEC or you got to be at Oklahoma or USC. But And that's all good, um, but, but they find great players, and there's a lot of great players at our level of football, and there's a lot of great players walking around our campus at UCA. Let's talk about special teams real quickly here, and then we'll start turning our attention to the next one up here and the beef report brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council. That's Tarleton State from over in West Texas. But uh, had a field goal block the other day, also made one, and obviously Jake's been you know very good this year, had that first week where things went awry a couple of times, but have cleaned that up for the most part. What, what happened on the block last week? Well, it, it, you know, a little bit of an errant snap. Um, which threw his timing off, which that, that was really what got him at Oklahoma State as well. I mean, if you really break down uh, his numbers, um, he's really eight for nine. He's really truly missed on his own accord one field goal on the year. Um, and so Jake's just playing, you know, he's kicking at a very high level. Jake Ward's doing a great job as his holder. Um, our special teams play as far as the, the kicking units have been very, very solid. Jake, Jake Ward's done a great job on kickoffs. Yep. I think our kickoff unit is doing as good a job as we've done in the last couple of years at pinning people deep. Uh, and then Chandler 
you know, Kyron, he's, he's, he's one of the best punters in the nation. I mean, he just consistently does it over and over again. So I've just been very pleased with Coach Scott and the way he's handled our special teams throughout the year. I think we've greatly improved in some areas that we maybe struggled at a little bit more last year. Um, and, and, look, Jake Gaster was replacing our all-time leading uh, point guy in program history, Hayden Ray. Right. Um, and so that's not an easy feat. And, and Jake's done a great job coming in and doing his job. And then on the flip side, I would say, and I don't normally talk about scheming teams up when you're talking about special teams, but your return guys are just not getting many opportunities, and obviously everybody watched the tape on what they did last year. <laughs> yeah, we actually talked about that last week is just the, the frustration that Gerard is feeling a little bit as a punt returner, and some of that's they're just not giving him an opportunity. Um, you know, they're, they're, we're getting some rugby-style kicks that roll uh, shallow and it's hard to field. Um, they're place kicking, we're place punting, the you know directional punting on, on him. So you know they're pinning him in a corner, or pinning it out of bounds, not giving an opportunity to catch the ball and run with it. Uh, he's only had two legitimate opportunities if you break down the numbers to really return the ball, and that's that's frustrating for him. That's frustrating for us, and it just is what it is. That's what happens when you're talented at returner. And then you know really at kick return, you know Christian shook loose uh, for a big return in the fourth quarter uh, there uh, there at the end of the game that, that that got us good field position, but he hadn't had a ton of opportunities. And so right. um, it's just it's just the way the season's kind of shook this year so far. Um, but I fully anticipate with the talented teams we're playing these last four weeks, I think they'll they'll definitely kick to our guys and we'll have some opportunities. Next up is Tarleton State, and it's a team that you guys did not face last year, but two years ago you guys went over there at the end of the season and playing for a winning record, and they thumped you guys pretty good. So obviously not a lot of good memories in the lone meeting between the two schools. This is a team, though, that's been on a grind. You're all coming off a, a bye. They have played eight straight games, and they're going to play – a full season without a bye, which is crazy, but they are 5-3, and three, and I would say a little bit like SFA coach, maybe a, a more talented team when you look at what they've done than what their record might indicate. Very, very good football team. Uh, speaking of the game two years ago, I definitely have PTSD from that game. Not a very good night for the Bears. Uh, we were over there a little bit under man. Braylon had broken his ankle the week before, so we were playing with uh, a couple backup quarterbacks who gave, gave great, effort, great effort. It was a very windy night. Uh, we just weren't able to get much going. I thought our defense played pretty good over there that night, but offense couldn't get much going. But, um, but yeah, very talented team, very talented running back, probably singularly the most talented running back we have left on our schedule. Uh, also have a very talented wide receiver, maybe the most talented wide receiver left on our schedule. Uh, transfer quarterback from Utah Tech was Utah Tech's starting quarterback last year. Um, and then defensively, uh, Tyrone Nix. I mean, you've heard that name for yeah. years. I mean, Come he's on. been an SEC defensive coordinator. He's the defensive coordinator at, at Tarleton State. Coach Todd Witten's their head coach. Obviously, we've had we've had tons of battles with him over the years, um, and so that's 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 something that we're uh, we're looking forward to. And they're going to bring a great product to the to, to the to the stripes, and that's that's going to be a challenge for us, um, and and something we're going to have to be tr- fully prepared for. These guys are a five and three football team, but they're a very good football team. Yeah, you know, you talked about the running backs, and, and Kayvon Britton is the guy you're talking about. 119 rushes. And he's averaging over six yards a carry, nine touchdowns. He's a UAPB yeah. transfer. A little bit like your situation with Shaderic. They already had a preseason all-conference running back, and then you bring in a guy who has outplayed him so far this year. So they're they're also in a great situation with the run game. You mentioned the quarterback, and he's been a little inconsistent, but he's they're getting a lot of chunk plays, which has got to be concerning, I would think, for the defense. Yeah, their scheme their schemes tough to prepare for. Um, you know, they're they're a patient style running offense. When they rush the ball, they're gonna stick that ball in that running back's gut, and he's gonna be patient to the line. Uh, very well coached on the offensive side of the ball, run a lot of RPOs. They're going to try to try to get you to suck in on the run and throw behind you. Um, they've got talented enough receivers to do that. Um, it's, it's a challenge. I'm telling you, this is a, uh, I, I think, pound for pound, maybe one of the more talented teams we have left on our schedule. Um, and, and so 
Luckily, we got them at home. Um, you know, they haven't had as much success on the road like many teams, you know, do. Um, so we're, we're going to have to play our best and, and uh, to give us a chance to win on, on Saturday night. I think this is the second time this year where you played a team with uh, seven guys that have had one pick. Yeah, isn't that yeah, isn't that crazy? I, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. That's 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 hard to believe. <clears throat> Pretty wild, but yeah, plenty to deal with too in the passing game. Their leading receiver is uh, Omeibu. I got to re- rework yeah, on my pronunciation, but that was uh, yeah. he played for Idaho State last year. Had a five catch game against you guys, and also ran for a couple of touchdowns. So he's a guy that is very talented and versatile, but he's being used primarily as a receiver for them. Yeah, good player. We, we he was a, he was a talented, dynamic young man last year when we played at Idaho State. I also have a transfer receiver from Montana State, big tall kid. Um, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna challenge us. They're gonna put a, put put the pressure on our back end. Omeyabu, Omeyabu, I'll work on it. All right. By, by, by I'm, not gonna, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, well, I remember him from last year at Idaho yeah. State. He was one of the few bright spots for the Bengals. Yeah, good player. Yeah, I'm sure they'd love to have him back. And they're having a pretty good season. They're doing, they've, they've turned around. They've, they're having a great year. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about the UAC real quick, and then we'll uh, go through our two-minute drill. We've also got, uh, I guess that was the beef report. We kind of went through that there. So thank you to the Arkansas Beef Council. But we're back here at Walk-Ons to wrap things up. After this, we got playoff baseball on the TVs at Walk-Ons. we got Monday Night Football with a former Bear on the field. Pretty good night. Let's have a pretty good Saturday. Come on out, 4 o'clock kick on the Stripes. We're talking bear football tonight on the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and broadcasting live from their location at 955 South Amity Road. Single receivers left and right. McIlvain in the pistol. Motions. Butler gets it. Play action. Out to Butler. Caught at the five. Fighting through a tackle. Is he into the end zone? Yes! Touchdown, Miles Butler! He did it again for the Bears! He did it last week and he did it again! Oh my goodness, he fought through the initial tackle and into the end zone he goes! What a gutsy call by the Bears! And they take the lead! All right, welcome back. And it was a gutsy call and it worked out beautifully. Great job by Butler and as you mentioned, Coach, underrated probably is the McIlvain throw there. I mean, it's kind of a, it's a flat route. It's not yeah. an easy throw with a whole bunch of stuff happening in between. I mean, it's a, that's an underrated play, I think, probably by Will. Yeah, especially when you're not 6'4". You know, Will's got to find throwing lanes. And I can that, relate. That's, <laughs> that's what made, made it even more impressive. I mean, that, that was a well-executed play in a tight moment. Let's talk about off week. Um, obviously, rest and, and rehab, that kind of thing. And I saw a big smile come across Logan's face when I asked him how the week went and, I know these guys, after a seven-week-in-a-row yeah. grind, it's it's good to have a little bit of downtime. But what you guys execute? What would you work on? Well, I mean, r- really, you know, bye week can be used. It's really based on – I've had, I've done it different ways based on the year and based on, on how it's going. This past week, I felt like our, t- our older guys needed a little bit of a mental break, a little bit of an emotional break. Obviously, the physical side's taken taking its toll on our team. Uh, so the first couple of days of last week, we didn't we didn't do anything with our older guys. They were at practice, but it was really young young development emphasized. We spent a lot of time with team reps, individual reps with our young players, uh, just developing the program. We got a couple couple of extra days in the weight room with some of our older guys, um, and then once the week went on, we integrated our older guys back in. We kind of introduced Tarleton. Uh, we got a Sunday evening practice, which you don't do a lot this time of year um, for us. Um, so it, it was good. It was well worth it, and it kind of it, it, it actually 
parallel with fall break at UCA. So our players had off from school Thursday and Friday last week, so they got a little time to, you know, uh, you know whether it was you know jet home for a couple of days or or, yeah. or just hang out in Conway and just relax. So um, definitely definitely good. But again, that could be a double edged sword. We got to get back in a routine. Uh, we got to get our momentum back. Hopefully, we didn't lose that. Um, so it's going to take a, a, a very intentional week of practice and and get out there and sweat a little bit and, and and grind it out to get our get our juices flowing, getting ready for the weekend. I want you to know that I dig and I find good numbers that are positive. But I have to say that you know we've talked about penalties a little bit this year, and I don't remember it being as significant an issue last week. I'd have to go back and, and dig. I think in. we had five last week. Okay, well that's yep. certainly improved, but. Yep. You guys are one of the most penalized teams in America, 121 out of 122 with 577 penalty yards and 117th out of 122 with 61 penalties. I'm not sure all those are deserved, but I just think about how much easier life would be if some of those had not come in this some, season. Some, some, the, the, we might not have to have these fourth-quarter comebacks. Yeah, you might be 6-1 and one also yeah. at least. You know? Yeah, it's a, it, and that's something we've emphasized. I think some of it is just – uh, guys playing hard, playing on the edge, um, doing a lot of those things. I know that I know the 2017 team when we were so good. I think ranked third in the country. We were one of the we were the high, heaviest penalized team in the Southland Conference that year. Um, so it's, it doesn't always coincide with wins and losses, but it does have to. You you, you know you can't tolerate the undisciplined penalties. What right. you can tolerate is the effort penalties, things that uh, that you can adjust and get better at. You know all those things. So um, we'll continue to improve on that. Last week we you know was probably our best week since I think week two on as far as the penalty these go um so hopefully that's training us in the right direction i don't want to tempt fate but i mean there is like a there's got to be some kind of analytics on if you play aggressively yeah it's gonna you're gonna you're, you're right on the corners i mean it's just they're not gonna call everything that happens there's contact on every place well I mean, if you think about the semo game a couple weeks ago i mean like the first half we were playing aggressive and there, there was more flags on the field than probably we wanted they let us play aggressive we didn't change the way we played we didn't change our techniques we kept playing the way we play uh, and and there was, they let us play in the second half, and the, and the result was 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 in the Bears' favor. So um, yeah, you're right. I mean, we play an aggressive attacking style defense and um, play a lot of man coverage. And right. So with that comes uh, some opportunities maybe to get some flags. And so uh, obviously we're coaching that and we're improving on that every single day as far as our technique and our individual time. Uh, and and that's definitely something that we're going to continue to emphasize. All right, let's go two minute drill here, Coach. Um, I like to talk food. I'm telling you, this black and chicken sandwich. I, I think I'm in love. I got to be honest. I mean, I've eaten everything on the menu. I thought, but I really was sold on that bad boy today. Uh, for use, I don't. Maybe, I can't remember if I asked you this last night, last week or yeah. not. But steak and eggs or chicken and waffles? Steak and eggs. Okay. Yeah. All right. You didn't ask me. I that, did not ask. That's me. A, that's a good okay. One. Well, we got both of these on the menu here: bread pudding or cheesecake for you. Uh, bread pudding. Okay, I like yeah, that answer. Yeah, bread pudding. Let's go. Uh, okay, you got you had a great situation today. You handled the room beautifully, per usual, at the touchdown club. Do you have a go-to joke you like to use? <laughs> I, you, I, no, I, I'm not a. I don't have jokes. Like I have stories. Yeah. I don't have jokes. Like I'm not. Like I, 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 I envy people. I, I'm very. I, I love speakers that do have jokes. Yeah. I mean, it keeps you engaged and, and all that. But yeah. I, I just go with stories. You want one? Sure. Give where, me one. Where do space cows live? Space cows? Yeah. In, in the Milky Way. Oh, right. yeah, that's good. I like but if people guess that, then you could say in the moon. <laughs> yeah, see, either way. I like a Milky Way candy bar. Yeah, no doubt. All right, I asked you this earlier. I gave you a heads up on this. Uh, what do you consider your greatest strength as a coach? Uh, my love for the players. I think just I'm a coach's, coach's player. I think they know that I genuinely care about them. Yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do with X's and O's. I think it's about relationships. Austin's either having a good conversation or he's agreeing with you, so I can't decide. 
But I think I think, I he's, think he's with you. I think he's nodding at that food. He's, he's trying to keep the chicken, the wing sauce out of his beard. <laughs> I think is what he's doing. Uh, what about your weakness? What do you feel like is your, the thing you you've had to work on the most to get better at? Uh, probably probably being a hard disciplinarian. I, I, I give grace. I love my players hard. Um, but I've as I've grown, I've gotten better with that. But just being hard. You know, as far as being a disciplinary. Have you have you had a bad cop on staff most of the time? Oh yeah, I've got you. Put you your have, bad cop you down. Have, you have to have good cops, bad cops. I would probably say Coach Coach Nelson is probably one of the one of the one of the cops that probably gets the most. He's kind of the hammer of the group. Okay, Nelson Gunnell. Um, you know, that's that's probably a good one. I like it. Uh, Coach Collins going to be a hard cop too. He's pretty good. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, I like that. All right, we're about out of time here. Real quick, uh, homecoming. Anything for you guys? Any responsibilities this week? Well, there's a lot going on on campus. Very lively week. Obviously, with with fraternities and clubs and you know all those things, sororities. I mean, it's just a it's a week for the university um, to, to whether that's alumni, you know, current students, former student athletes. Um, you know, we we'll, there's pep rally tonight. I know there's a couple things going on tomorrow during the week. There's a step show later in the week. Um, a lot of things go around, go, are entailed in homecoming, uh, especially at the Division One level. Um, but our job's on Saturday at four o'clock, and that's what we're looking forward to. Well, lots of luck this week, and uh, you know, continued success, Coach. Obviously, want to have a huge crowd on hand with homecoming, four o'clock kick on the stripes again, and we'll begin our broadcast at three with uh, setting the stage for Tarleton and Central Arkansas, Texans and Bears. Big week, big I, week. I love it. I love Battle it. of the purple teams again. That's it. Well, and, and trying to get uh, the first one ever against that program as well. So yep. I, I, I have a very funny feeling that uh, you'll get a little bit uh, more efficient quarterback play this week. And, again, you're right. You guys were in a tough spot. And all this just in, it's really windy in West Texas. A little better here yeah, in no Conway. Doubt, no doubt. Good luck this week. Thanks. All right, thanks for tuning in. Oh, we forgot to mention Riley. Happy birthday to Woo! Riley. We're going to see her here in a second. But uh, Riley's birthday. Riley Brown, 11 today. 11 years old. How about it? So uh, happy birthday to Riley. We'll join you next week. And recap, hopefully, another victory for the Bears on the Nathan Brown Show. Good night, everybody. The Nathan Brown Show has been presented live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and brought to you in part by Moik's RV, Fairfield Inn & Suites, HD Roofing & Construction, Highland Dairy, and La Quinta Inn & Suites Conway.